0: Whisper Nation, if you're listening to this, that means you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and you're listening to the matchup show that we put out every week. But this is just a portion of the show, and if you want the full thing, you're going to have to get over to Patreon and sign up to be a patron of the Fantasy Whispers today. Go to patreon.com, search the Fantasy Whispers, and you can get all of the week's action, player by player, every fantasy-relevant player, broken down by our crew, right here on the Fantasy whispers. Yes, we're back again. We're back again. Let's pump up the volume. Right
1: here.
0: What's up, Whisper Nation? It's Big Travy, and I'm back here with you with Week Five's Matchup Breakdown. We are going over every fantasy-relevant player in every single matchup. And this is part one with my guy on the other mic, Johnny Game Time Hicks. You can find him on Twitter at Johnny underscore Game Time. Johnny, what's going on, brother?
1: What's up, man, dude? I'm so excited to be doing this show. I think that uh, I I think we figured it out. Maybe, hopefully. We'll see. But it should be fun doing it this way. Uh, should give you guys a lot more uh, data and a lot more uh fun perspectives and different perspectives on certain players. So it, it should be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, as always, you know, you got me hosting. I'm Big Travy. You can find me at Big Travi, TFW on Twitter. But we've decided to split up the games a little bit, have our crew kind of dive into four matchups or three matchups apiece depending on bye weeks. And Johnny, you have the first four this week. I'm and, lucky. Uh, so yeah, we're excited to dive dive into these. Um you know that being said, by the time you hear this things have changed maybe Maybe news came out, but we're going to give you what we know of those games today. And so, Johnny, without further ado, let's hop into that Thursday night matchup. We've got the Chicago Bears hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers short week Thursday night. It's a 44 and a half point over under with Tampa Bay favored by five and a half. Johnny, when we look at the Tampa Bay side of the ball, I mean, they had to come off of a pretty big um, comeback win last week over the Chargers in order to come back. Tom Brady had a monster game. Uh, But he's going to face a really tough test this week in the Chicago defense. And not only that, got some banged up weapons on this short week throughout the passing court. I mean, O.J. Howard down with a Achilles for the rest of the year. We've got Godwin nursing injuries, Scotty Miller, and now even Mike Evans, who's held out of practice. And then we've got the backfield dilemma, Johnny. So all these question marks coming into Thursday night, who's going to be playing football for the Buccaneers?
1: Um, maybe me and you, I don't know. They yeah. might be holding tryouts. I don't know. Big Travi. Uh, I don't, I would rather be doing this and talking about fantasy football though, uh, than actually playing it. Uh, but I will say, uh, on the, on just on the Tampa Bay side, right? Like, uh, Tom Brady could look like a, a nice streamer to a lot of people, you know, had the mega week last week, five tutties, uh, looked nice. Right. Uh, but I would say, uh, let somebody else use that let them pick up that bomb let them get that you know thursday thirst as we like to say around here and and throw them in their lineup because chicago gives up the second fewest points to opposing quarterbacks uh and uh they're just giving up 11.6 fantasy points per game uh so i would stay away from tom brady this week if i could uh but then yeah you're talking about this this backfield man it is brutal just as brutal as the wide receiver core here travis Ronald Jones should get the bulk of the carries once more. However, I mean, he had a solid week last week and it was may mostly because he got the volume. Uh, now he'll, he should get the volume again this week, but uh, uncle Lenny uh, is nursing an ankle injury. He is a game time decision, Travis. So um, I don't know if I'm, I'm necessarily rolling either one of these guys out if I have you know, if they're both healthy, I think I would try not to get these guys in my lineup because Chicago is giving up the fourth. Uh, they're the fourth best uh, against the run and giving up uh, an average of 19.6 uh, fantasy points per game to running back. So I think if it's you like
0: maybe you may be in a situation though where you've got to play them right? You've got to be a situation. Yeah. Maybe you have Austin Eckler or you have Nick Chubb or you have Christian McCaffrey. Um, and you're sitting here going, man, do I want to have to start Ronald Jones? And the answer is you probably have to roll him out Mm -hmm. there if you've got him. If you can avoid it, though, I like what you're saying here. The matchup's not great. Do you want to bring up Keyshawn Vaughn a little bit, uh, uh, Johnny, because Keyshawn Vaughn was somebody that got involved late in that game and actually did score a touchdown. Do you see something? This was a post-draft darling of a lot of the fantasy beat writers. Do you see some sort of emergence for Keyshawn Vaughn this year? Lashawn McCoy out with an ankle injury.
1: Right, that's right. So uh, Leshawn McCoy, he is is done – um, I'm not exactly. Was it? Is it? It's not for I think the season. It was,
0: it's an ankle sprain. I don't. Believe yeah, for uh, for the season, but definitely for some extended uh, well, time.
1: I think by the time uh, he is healthy, it's probably going to be for the season because uh, <laughs> I think that yeah, Keyshawn Vaughn. Yeah, right. Um. Well, what do we what do we learn last week? Well, we learned that. Ronald Jones, as much as you hit the jugs, man, uh, it, it, you can't catch. You can't catch. So um, it's looking like Keyshawn Vaughn should take that role for uh, that LaShawn McCoy had. And uh, if Uncle Lenny is, is out, then I, I like that as like a dart throw if you need, if you have that thirst and, and need a, a guy to throw in, you know, as a, a high upside. I think Keyshawn could see an uptick in targets because uh, he'll get the, the receiving work. Uh, And then,
0: not to mention just the receiving work that's vacated by McCoy, but also in that passing core, right? We've got some injuries throughout there. We talked a little bit at the top. So why don't you just break that down for me here, how you see that passing core working out. I mean, I I don't want to have you predict who you think is going to play here but it looks like Mike Evans should be able to go. And then maybe Scotty Miller would be the next guy on the list. How do you see that core? We're breaking out. Uh,
1: Big Travis, you have the magic eight ball over there. Don't you? Why don't we just shake that thing for each one of these guys and, and see what it says, because uh, that's, it's probably going to be pretty, pretty much more accurate than what I might say here. But uh, listen, Chicago giving up the, the, the seventh, uh, uh, the seventh best defense against the pass. So, even if Mike Evans goes out there, I want um, fantasy people who who roster him to just temper your expectations. He's a beast, so you're going to put him out there. But like I said, Chicago giving up an average of 16.9 fantasy points to the wide receivers. Uh, so, you know it doesn't if, if I'm if I'm having to roll somebody else out there out of this game it would be Scotty Miller you like what you saw uh, he did play only 53% of the snaps uh, he did lose a little bit to Justin Watson uh, who also came in last week and saw six targets and they they like him a little bit more on two wide receiver sets uh, Justin Watson but it's clear that Scotty Miller is like a little bit better than him. And he's a little bit more of an apple in Tom Brady's eye. So I don't mind Scotty Miller as a wide receiver three uh, flex option. If you know, one of your guys, one of your guys is on a buy.
0: Both Scotty Miller and Justin Watson held out of practice on Tuesday with their own ailing injuries. <laughs> it's turning into the Philadelphia Eagles pretty quick over there yeah. really quickly on Gronk. Johnny, do you see any position here with OJ Howard now done for the year where you'd be comfortable firing up Gronk this week.
1: You would think, right. Uh, like, uh, yeah, maybe Gronk could get a chance now. Uh, however, you know, Chicago giving up only 8.7 fantasy points to opposing tight ends this year. And then you also look at what other tight end do they have on the roster they have Cameron Brait. Well, the difference between Cameron Brait and O.J. Howard is Cameron Brait cannot block at all. So it would it, it would seem that they would now – uh, leave Gronk in even more to block uh, because he's so good at it. So, I, yeah, unfortunately, I, I wouldn't lean that direction unless I ultimately had to.
0: On the other side of the ball, we have the Chicago Bears, and I don't know if there's much to talk about outside of Allen Robinson and David Montgomery here, Johnny. So I guess that's where I'll start. Can you trust anyone out of this offense? I love what Robinson's been able to do with Nick Foles in the offense, but how are you seeing this offense break down and talk to us a little bit about it
1: i mean you nailed it travis uh, other than david montgomery and that's even an if this week you know you're going to probably have to start him as a flex uh most likely on on most teams but tampa bay just giving up 16.6 fantasy points to running backs uh you know david montgomery is seeing the bulk of the those those carries though 85 percent of this of the running back snap so you like that so he's a he's a nice flex uh to an rb2 upside this week against tampa bay but yeah on the wide receiver front travis Allen Robinson is the only guy I'm trusting here. 82% snap percentage. uh, Saw 10 targets in week four and Tampa Bay is giving up 20, uh, 21.8 fancy points to opposing wide receivers. So you, you do like that. There are some points to be had there, but yeah, Anthony Miller saw only five targets this past week and Darnell Mooney, he did see nine targets, but they're a little untrustworthy. I don't mind him as like a stash. I love him as like a, one of those Thursday stashes you know that we talk about. You put him on your bench, you just see what he does. You don't actually play him, but you see what he does. see if he pops off again and maybe you you beat the waiver wire rush for him because uh, you do like the nine targets, but again, I wouldn't I wouldn't put him in your lineup this week, Travis.
0: What would be your advice for those rostering David Montgomery? Are you going to go ahead and, and try and, get, and trade him, or do you think you can hold him? What, what are you thinking here? I mean, we've, he's had 13, 16, 14 carries, then saw his lowest carries with 10 last week. Um, how are you feeling rest of season on Dave Montgomery?
1: Well, I, I would say at least hold them through next week uh, because they play the Carolina Panthers, and that is the worst run defense. So, uh, I mean, don't tell that to Kenyon Drake because he wouldn't know the difference. But uh, the Carolina <laughs> Panthers, he should be in a blow-up spot there. So if you are concerned about David Montgomery, you might look to sell after next week uh, because then he gets the L.A. Rams and then the New Orleans Saints after that, and those are two T- uh, difficult uh, run games there so uh, i wouldn't mind you know, selling high on david montgomery after next week if if you can
0: moving on to our next game johnny we've got the tennessee titans hopefully hosting the buffalo bills here this is a 49 and a half i'm sorry a 49 over under so pretty nice over under with only buffalo favored by one point in this game that's the early line we'll see how this changes obviously with the COVID situation, but Tennessee with back-to-back days of negative COVID testing means that this game has a real good shot of happening. If we look at the Buffalo Bills side of the ball, Johnny, we've got Josh Allen just donging on teams right now as an MVP candidate. You know, you look at what Stephon Diggs has done to open up this offense. And I look at Devin Singletary as well, who has now, you know, been back-to-back games without Zach Moss in the lineup showing that he can kind of be that all around back that, you know, maybe many people were doubting. So, when you look at this offense, I think we know we're starting Josh Allen and we're rolling out Stephon Diggs. You know, most of the time at this point, even though yeah. we might have been a little wrong on him this year, uh, but other than that, break down that that running back core and then maybe some ancillary pieces for Buffalo.
1: Yeah. So uh, the Josh Allen uh, on the Josh Allen, you're going to start him, but I just want to say this is going to be a fun matchup to watch because Tennessee is actually giving up. Uh, one of the fewest actually to the quarterback position so it'll be a fun like true test for Josh Allen but I expect Josh Allen to continue his ways this week especially starting with Stefan Diggs man I'm done doubting this guy I'm throwing in my lineup every week he's the wide receiver six on the year 35 targets through four games you love that and then you look at Tennessee and they're giving up the uh they're allowing the ninth most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers so uh yeah you're definitely Definitely rolling him out there. Uh, Josh Brown, he is, he's going to be a high upside wide receiver three. You're going to throw him out there uh, because he can get you that 50 yard bomb uh, uh, that you can get each week that could, Swing an entire week, so I don't mind him. But I actually low key kind of like Gabriel Davis. Uh, he's hey, playing.
0: So does Buffalo. Yeah, uh, yeah
1: and so does Josh like Allen. More, yeah. yeah, because yeah. he's seeing an uptick in and, uh and snaps each and every single week. He's got fifty nine percent of plays last week uh and in, in week four. So I I like Gabriel Davis as a as a nice stash now because I think in a couple weeks he could emerge as the second wide receiver in this core group. Uh, Because, you know, you got Cole Beasley there who, you know, he's been solid in PPR, especially in PPR over the last few weeks, Travis. Uh, And, you know, the box score would say, oh, he's second on this team with 24 targets. However, he is, his role is diminishing to Gabriel Davis each and every single week. So, uh, that's where I would I would go in that wide receiver group there.
0: So maybe a bit of a, bit of a battle between John Brown, Davis, and Beasley here on who is going to be that secondary piece. But you, we mentioned Stephon Diggs. Johnny, right now, Stephon Diggs better than Amari Cooper, better DeAndre Hopkins, better than Terry McLaurin. Would you take Stephon Diggs over all those wide receivers I just mentioned?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, you, it's like the... And then it's like, yeah, like, it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of cringeworthy current, worthy to say it, but I mean, it's producing, it's producing. It is, you know, and Josh Allen, I mean, in, in Buffalo and Josh Allen, they trust. So uh, they keep doing it. And then uh, right. I did want to say, cause you had, you had talked about the running backs, Travis, and I've and I forgot to talk about them real quick. Devin Singletary, you're going to fire him up. You're going to put him in this game. Um, you know, they uh Tennessee is giving up ninth most fancy points to opposing running backs, uh, so you're gonna get Singletary in there, but I do believe his upside is is super capped with Josh Allen, uh, so I I think he'll be a, an RB two a solid RB two for you. Uh, I think
0: week. what you're hoping for here is Moss s- sees another inactive and Singletary could get a decent game, and I would be selling Singletary if I could. I think yeah. that would be the right strategy with Devin Singletary. I love on that. the other side of the ball. We've got the Tennessee Titans. Obviously, they weren't able to play their game against the Steelers last week. It's going to be moved. They will now play against Buffalo this week, and they will get you know, Derrick Henry back in the lineup. None of their big stars really were on that COVID list, or at least guys that tested positive. So that was a nice blessing in disguise. If they get this game going, Johnny, what are you looking for in this matchup against the Bills?
1: I'm looking to see if Derrick Henry can continue uh, what he – what we saw last week, you know, he started gaining a little bit momentum. Uh, I'm a little discouraged by the matchup. Uh, you know, they're only giving up uh, 16.7 fantasy points per game. Uh, that is the 10th best uh, amongst uh, or for running backs. So uh, or against running backs, I should say. So uh, it's not the best matchup for Derrick Henry. But once again, I will just. Let fantasy roster people who roster Derrick Henry hang in there. You got Houston next week, then you got Pittsburgh. That's a little bit difficult, but then you got Cincinnati, so uh, you got a couple of nice matchups there uh, over the next few weeks. But you're going to continue to roll them out uh, and and hope.
0: The volume is just incredible. I mean, right, Johnny? Like yeah. it's at this point, he's he he has been touchdown dependent in his career. That that is true but uh, when you're getting the volume that he is getting, I mean, he missed this last game and he still has 82 attempts on the year. I mean, that is still insane. Mm -hmm. So you like what you're seeing out of Derrick Henry? And I think you can continue to fire him up any interest in Ryan Tannehill in this matchup as a streamer. He was not somebody we would advise to stream last week had he had played Pittsburgh, uh, but maybe they still rostered him through this COVID mess. What do you think about this matchup against Buffalo? Uh,
1: I'm not, I'm not a big fan of this. Uh, I'm not a big fan of this matchup. I think you're starting to see Buffalo ratchet it up a little bit. Uh, I think if you have to uh, start Ryan Tannehill, I think he's an okay play this week, um, given some buys and everything like that. Uh, but, you know, I I did see. You know, I thought Derek Derek Carr was going to come into last week and and have a better game than he he did. But you saw Josh Norman. Uh, you saw the effect that he had for that defense. So you can you can start to see some of these defenses tighten up a little bit. Um, but ultimately, if I can, I would I would sit Ryan Tannehill this week.
0: And the big question continues in that passing game, Johnny. Obviously, we know Johnny Smith is probably the breakout tight end this year based on the targets he's seeing, based on the volume. And based on that passing attack, but AJ Brown could be slated to come back and that would leave, you know, AJ Brown and Corey Davis to kind of fend each other off or do you have any kind of gauge on how this would work out?
1: Yeah, so I, I think Corey Davis is. You're going to see his targets go down a little bit, and I do think that Jonu Smith's targets are going to go down a little bit as well. But I, I still think Jonu Smith will remain one of the target leaders in this offense because I think this they like funneling through the. There's such a mismatch with Jonu. You can tell when you watch the game tape uh, how how much of a mismatch he is on linebackers. So I think he'll continue to be, you know, a really nice tight end for you. Maybe not the number one overall tight end that we had seen over the last few weeks, uh, but he'll still be, you know, top seven, I believe. And then I think that AJ Brown uh, will, it'll be interesting to see if AJ Brown can retain that alpha, you know, like that alpha dog wide receiver one role, or did Corey Davis actually take that over? But I think this is going to be A.J. Brown. Uh, I think he's going to be the wide receiver going to end up wanting on this team. And, you know, the Buffalo Bills, I just talked about it. It, This game is going to be interesting. And I want to ask you, Travis, would you ultimately start A.J. Brown in this game knowing that, hey, yeah, the Buffalo Bills have given up 24.8 fantasy points to opposing wide receivers, which looks real nice and juicy. But once again, they just, uh, the Buffalo Bills just got back Josh Norman. They looked really good last week. It looked like they were starting to kind of catch their their wind there. Uh, so what would you do? What would you advise on this?
0: I think if A.J. Brown's good to go and he's gotten a little bit of extra rest with the COVID nonsense, like I would actually fire up A.J. Brown. And that's because A.J. Brown has made a living in the slot with Tennessee. And we have seen the slot kind of attack uh, this Buffalo Bills defense. I mean, we talked a little bit about it last week. Uh Jamison Crowder, Cooper Cup and Mike Kosicki all had monster days and then even Renfro got in a little bit of action last week against them in the slot so if Corey Davis and A.J. Brown are healthy both there plus Johnny Smith working around and, and they're able to move A.J. Brown in the slot I actually think he could have a big week.
1: Nice. Alright.
0: On the other side of the uh, our, I'm sorry our next matchup is the New England Patriots hosting the Denver Broncos. Johnny 48 point over under and New England, even with the uncertainty of the quarterback position, favored by eight and a half in this one. And that's because there's just nobody left on the Denver side of the ball. Every yeah. time we look up, somebody is getting injured. Drew Locke got injured. Cortland Sutton got injured. Philip Lindsay was injured. We've got all these, you know, wide receivers going on. And then Noah Fant, who was supposed to be the focal point of that yeah. passing attack, also injured last week. So you want to monitor everybody's status. But, Johnny, is there anything you can trust on the Denver Broncos side of the football.
1: I mean, maybe Melvin Gordon as a, as a flex option. Uh, I think that that's where it's going to be. I mean, you look at nine red zone carries and two touchdowns uh, that should go up, but this new England defense is, is looking really good that you know, after the first few weeks of being a little shaky, they're starting to turn it back up. Uh, new England eighth against the run. And then they're allowing just 15.3 fantasy points to opposing running backs. But, we know that in order for the Broncos to have any remote chance in this game, they are going to have to run the ball. So I think on volume alone, that's why you're able to play Melvin Gordon as a flex. Uh, and then you're talking about this, the wide receiver core here, Travis. You, you nailed it, man. It's just it just ravished by injuries. And so like the two main guys here that a lot of people would talk about, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, and I guess you could throw K.J. Hamler in there. Uh, but K.J., he did disappoint. He was the guy that I thought in this, in this offense had the most upside. But, man, Tim Patrick looked real good last week. And I think he's definitely a guy that if he's on your waiver wire, you should pick him up, throw him on there. Uh, because Drew Locke will be back in a few weeks. And they don't play New England every single week. Uh, so, But this week, I would not play him. Stephon Gilmore is supposed to be lined up against him. Don't like that matchup at all. And then Jerry Judy, I guess you can throw him up as a wide receiver three flex option this week. Uh, like I said, New England just giving up the eighth most uh, fantasy points per game uh, to opposing wide receivers. So uh, I don't know how much upside Jerry Judy has this week, but I can certainly understand having to use him. Uh, based on... It was
0: nice to see Jerry Judy get some deep uh, deep balls out yeah. there l- l- last week. So and You almost wonder if Blake, if Blake Bortles was able to make suit up here. That would kind of help Judy's status, I would believe. I mean, we've had years where B- Bortles was able to pepper guys with targets. Uh, Noah Fant uh, rolled his ankle a bit, was carted off. They said it wasn't serious. Then they're saying it, he'd miss time. I really don't know what to make of this ankle injury. Do you think he suits up? And if he doesn't, Johnny, what are you advising the GMs do with Noah Fant on their roster?
1: I, I don't think he goes. I think this is a, a multi-week uh, injury, unfortunately. But I would say hang on to Noah Fant because Noah Fant is going to help a lot of people in the playoffs at a position that is pretty scarce. And, and, and look... It looks bleak now, but when he comes back, you're going to get a Drew Locke that uh, should be healthy by that time, and, and Drew Locke was looking for him often, uh, so I still think Noah Fant, I, I would hang on to him because of the landscape of, of tight ends.
0: The New England side of the ball hosts the Patriots, of course, uh, and we've got some situation going. I mean, from Brian Hoyer's boneheaded moves to Jared Stidham uh, throwing a couple picks, maybe not all his fault. Uh, this offense is kind of in a flux, and I don't know that we can trust much of it, especially New England facing a very vaunted uh, Denver defense on against the run, really. And Now, yeah. maybe that's a, a a product of them playing who they've played. They just got off playing the Jets. Yeah. But uh, what are you thinking here? Because Damian Harris had a great debut on Monday night, uh, just last night, with the Patriots, uh, 17 carries, 100 yards. Uh, what are, What are you thinking about what's going on in the Patriots' offense?
1: Yeah, uh, I would – if I'm going to start a running back here, I'm starting Damian Harris. He did see the bulk of those carries. It – it is a little bit shaky, right? Like Both James White, I, I wouldn't feel confident in starting him either or Damian Harris because I understand we saw safe 17 carries there, uh, but that was expected. That was the game plan uh, against this Kansas City Chiefs offense. They wanted to keep Pat Mahomes off of the field. I don't think they necessarily have to do that if uh, Brett is, uh, is the quarterback there. I think that they could kind of... See what they have in Stidham, in a sense, with this game. I think that the, the 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 Broncos are are wheeling and reeling, and I think that this is a game to see. All right, what do we have in Stidham, or, or do we need to extend Cam Newton and, and think about drafting another quarterback? So, with that said, I'm not 100 percent sure that's what the game plan is going to be this week because I don't, I can't get in the mind <laughs> it of is Bill, Bill Belichick. Belichick. Yeah,
0: I don't think we should get in the mind of trying to predict him. But I will right. say this over under. 48 points with the spread being eight and a half, Johnny kind of makes you feel like Damian Harris should get at least 15 carries again this week. Yeah, And if he's able to do what he was able to do last week, I kind of like what I'm going to see out of him. What we'd really love to see is what he was being hyped on during training camp. And that was the passing work. They do have James White there, obviously James white, you know, with the tragedy with his parents, maybe they want to see James white, get more work. And I could understand that, you know, I know his teammates love him, but really, the pass catchers, Johnny, are you comfortable with Julian Edelman or Nikhil Ayeri or even Demir Bird, who saw some 10 targets in week four? What are you looking at with these wide receivers?
1: Yeah, I'm so conflicted, Travis, with this because the matchup says play these wide receivers. Uh, you know, Denver allowing 27.4 fantasy points per game, to opposing wide receivers, uh, and, you know, I you want to you want to play one of these guys right like the the stats say play one so if i had to put my my thumb on my i had to say all right play this guy I would probably play Julian Edelman, even though there is some concern there, right? he's He only played in 61% of week four snaps. But once again, that could be because of the, the scheme. They wanted to the run more as opposed to this week. They could pass more, which is what I think. So I think Julian Edelman is a fine wide receiver three flex option. Uh, Nikhil Harry, man, Travis, I got to ask you, do you drop this guy? I know we had high hopes, but and he's, you know, he's playing 76% of snaps. But just the, the targets aren't consistent, and, the, and even when he does get the targets, they're not great targets, they're not high-quality targets. So what, do, what should fantasy owners do who roster uh, Nikhil yeah, Harry? I think,
0: I think you can move on. I think it's a great question, Johnny. I think you can move on only because of the uncertainty at the quarterback position. The uncertainty, how long are we going to be without uh, Cam Newton? If we're out without Cam Newton, will it be Brian Hoyer? Will it be Jared Stidham? We have no idea. If it is those two guys, are they just going to be a run-heavy offense? Will it just be Julian Edelman and maybe even Demir Bird as these lower you know, depth-of-target wide receivers? So, yeah, I think there's just too much uncertainty. Now, if you're deep at the position and you're deep across the board and you can stash him, sure, go ahead. He might help you out in the playoffs. But if you need to make a move to get some wide receiver depth now, I don't mind – Uh, cutting ties with Nikhil Harry here all right our final game in the part one matchup here with Johnny Game Time Hicks is the Houston Texans hosting the Jacksonville Jaguars and this on paper is a real barn burner it's zero and four Texans hosting the one and three Jaguars but Johnny for fantasy purposes this one is pretty intriguing actually because we've got a 54 point over under we've got Houston favored by six and a half they just fired their head coach. You look at the Jacksonville side of the ball, Gardner Minshew with DJ shark back in it looks to be like he can get this offense going. And, and, and while it might not be the same team that we saw beat the Colts in week one, it is, it should be a team that's serviceable for fantasy football. So let's start with Gardner Minshew, Johnny. Uh, I put him in the waiver column as a streamer. How confident are you after looking at the numbers and looking at this matchup that you'd be able to start Gardner Minshew this week?
1: I'm fine with it. I'm fine with him being a flex option this that really week. Really inspired. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, because here's the reality: Houston's only giving up 18 fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks. So that's not the greatest number ever, but. You look at what Gardner Minshew's been doing. It's actually not that bad considering everything. He's tied for ninth in adjusted completion percentage with 80.3. You see him get what happens when he gets DJ Chark back. His confidence goes up significantly, uh, and and he was taking shots. I think DJ Chark really helps unlock this offense, so I'm really... On the borderline, it really depends on what you got, um, but I, I do ultimately think that Gardner-Minchu is is a, a decent flex option for you this week.
0: All right, I want to talk a little bit about James Robinson because you've been on record here the last couple of weeks saying the time is running out to sell James Robinson, but now it just keeps looking like maybe James Robinson is the truth, Johnny. He's the RB6 in, in most standard scoring, uh, and we're talking about better than guys like Nick Chubb, obviously, who just got hurt, Joe mm-hmm. Mixon, Josh Jacobs, Jarek McKinnon, Todd Gurley, some of these guys that maybe you would have more faith in, James Robinson posting better numbers. So talk to me about this. Would you go and trade you know, for a Josh Jacobs, for a Melvin Gordon, for a Derrick Henry, if you could piece James Robinson and something else together to go get those guys?
1: Yeah, I mean, if I can – I think you nailed it there, right? Like if you can package a James Robinson – with something like a Melvin, I, I love that. If you can package a James Robinson with a Melvin Gordon to get a Derrick Henry, I think that's a great package. But if you're having to give up too much, like I wouldn't trade James Robinson for a wide receiver. Uh, unless I desperately needed, you know, my best wide receiver was Julian Edelman, you know, um, I wouldn't that would be like the only case. But I, I do think James Robinson is is going to be solid. And I mean, like you, know, you said the schedule, man, you got Houston this week, who is the third worst defense against the run, giving up an average of twenty seven point nine fancy points per game to opposing running backs. And then next week, he's got Detroit. You love that they're one of the worst, yep. and then you got to buy the the L.A. Chargers, which that's a difficult. Banked up. Yeah, they're yeah they are banked up, and then uh then you have Houston again, which we just said was the third worst run. And so he's facing uh a, a nice juicy matchup over the next few weeks. So I definitely think now, especially if he, if you're on a roll, keep him on on your team for now, unless you can really package him and get one of those top you know, five running backs. Cause right now you said what Travis, he's top six right now uh, in total. I, I, would, yeah. I would bet he doesn't finish top six. So if you can get and swap out for another top five running back that you true, or one that's outside of top five right now that you, that we think can climb in there like a Der- Derrick Henry, I would do that.
0: And the wide receiving core, Johnny, we talked about DJ shark opening up things for this offense, but you know, at the beginning of the season, it was Keelan Cole. And then we saw little flashes of LaVisca Chanel. Is there anybody outside of DJ Shark, especially in what should be a juicy matchup here, worth a start for you?
1: I think Keelan Cole is a, a flex option, a wide receiver four for me this week. He did play on 74% of snaps. But, Travis, he only saw 5.5 targets over the last two guys on, – on average, excuse me, on average 5.5 targets per game over the last two games. Well, I think LaVisca Chanel is the higher upside guy. So, you know, I understand that – Keelan Cole seems like the right option, but to me, Lavisca Chenault has the higher upside. He started this game over Keelan Cole. He yes, he only did get to see fifty-four percent of snaps. I totally get it, but he did out-target Keelan Cole in less snaps, six to five. So, and I think that they want to get this guy more involved as the season goes on. He is a playmaker. So, for me, you know, if I have to start one this week, I would probably start Keelan Cole over LaVisca Chenault this week. However, if I'm, you know, looking long term, season long, I think I'd rather have LaVisca Chenault over Keelan Cole.
0: Yeah, Chenault has now had a carry in every single game this season. Remember, they use him in the running game as well. So, to Johnny's point there, uh, really, really just an overall weapon for this offense. And if they can get going, if Shark can stay healthy and the offense gets clicking, Chenault could have some huge upside. All right, on the other side of the ball, Johnny, not a lot of upside been cashed in on for the Houston Texans. Bill O'Brien was fired. And now I guess the question is, can you buy low on some of the pieces in Houston with Bill O'Brien gone? Can this offense kind of get back to maybe some Deshaun Watson street ball that is actually beneficial uh, for fantasy footballers?
1: I hope so. Uh, I, I'm i not aware uh, currently who uh, – Travis, do you have any idea who the – Tim uh, Kelly
0: is who was calling plays, okay. but what's funny about this is Tim Kelly was calling plays, and then on Sunday, Bill O'Brien took play calling over to try and save the day. Didn't work. Then told everybody uh, on Monday that he was going to call plays from now on. Well, he got fired, so I guess Tim Kelly is going to be the guy that calls plays again, <laughs> who, by the way – Bill O'Brien just told after the combine that he was going to start calling plays. I mean, this team just seems to be lost out there as far as structure. But maybe with the firing of Bill O'Brien, you see something happen here. I just want to know if it's going to unlock some things for not only Deshaun Watson, but the passing attack. I feel like we're seeing enough out of David Johnson volume-wise to buy into that. I think you're going to start him most weeks, you know, you know, based on the usage he's getting, but it's Deshaun Watson and Will Fuller and then maybe some of these other guys that they spent a lot of money on and, and thought that they could get rid of DeAndre Hopkins for.
1: Yeah, I certainly hope they can do that. You know, you usually see a little bit of a resurgence immediately after a, a coaching, gets a coach gets fired, you know, the the team steps up and they get fired up and they they have a, a game typically. I mean, I don't know if there's like actual statistical data uh backing that, but that's just <laughs> something I feel. So I'm going to say it. uh But I mean, you look at what Deshaun Watson, it would make sense that he could rebound. He's tied for 10th in deep ball attempts with 16, 7th in deep ball completions. And, and then Jacksonville giving up 20.2 fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks. You look at the schedule over the next four weeks, Travis, Tennessee, at Tennessee, Green Bay, by, and then at Jacksonville. Well, I could tell you that most likely that Green Bay game is going to be a shootout, and the Jacksonville game is going to be a shootout, and the Tennessee game could be a shootout. So, uh, and then I like this game here So uh, for for Deshaun Watson. So, I would actually try to – I think you can buy low on him right now, and I think that they might be able to turn this around and, and just – Hopefully.
0: So if, if we believe we turn that around, I mean, look, we I think we know Will Fuller, if he's healthy, you've got to put him in your lineup. I mean, you look at what he's yep. able to do in the target market share, but I think it comes behind him, right? Brandon Cooks, Kenny Stills, Randall Cobb. If this ship gets righted, if it turns around and turns course, somebody, or maybe it's a combination of these ancillary pieces, what do you, what do you think will happen here?
1: I think it's got to be Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks, you look at him, he's getting 94% snap count. So I just it baffles me why he doesn't seem more I don't know why he's not producing because he's second on the team with targets with 21 um, and played the vast majority of snaps this season. So I don't understand why the connection isn't there. This is the first time we've ever seen a, a Brandon Cook struggle with a quarterback. This is kind of baffling. I mean, we've always talked about it, right? And the whole yeah,
0: you look at week 4, he ran 39 routes on 40 of the dropbacks. Uh, that's yeah. incredible to not even get uh, one catch. I mean, right. four targets, zero catches last week. Yeah. So do you think Brandon Cooks is a buy low? or or? or-
1: I honestly think he. most people are probably – you're probably going to find him on a lot of waiver wires this week. So I would wait for waivers to clear or see if he gets dropped. If he gets dropped, I would love to stash him on my bench uh, just to see if it does turn around. And then if not, let's say no one drops him, I think you can – offer something real cheap to get him because like you said, most people don't look at the snap counts. They look at the box score and they say, Oh, he only had three targets and he caught zero of them. Yeah. This guy's a thing. And someone's willing to offer me something for him. Sure. Get him off my way. That's a dumpster fire over there. And not knowing that, like if there's a quarterback that has a chance to turn this around, it's Sean Watson. So uh, I, I think Brandon cooks, you can offer something, that maybe you were going to drop, maybe like a Keelan Cole. I I think you possibly Mm. could do that. You could probably also offer Keelan Cole. for Avoid
0: the risk of losing him to waivers to other league mates by just go ahead and getting ahead of that. I like that call, Johnny, and uh, I like doing these matchups with you, but that's it, man. Part one is done. We've wrapped up all four of your matchups here, and we're excited to get into the rest of these for the week. But for now, uh, and for Johnny Game Time Hicks, I am Big Travy. We are the Fantasy Whispers, and we're out. Peace. Peace.
1: Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Whisperers Podcast. You can hear more from John and Travis on Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. You
0: can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at TF Whisperers.